This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox on Cape Pulpit. In part one of Who is God's Friend, uh, I was talking about Abraham, how Abraham had to step out in faith, how Abraham, despite his flaws and his sins, God still considered him a friend. Who is God's friend? Abraham was stated over and over again in the Bible, in both New and Old Testament, as God's friend. And the first thing we have to understand is that God initiated this friendship. Okay? Abraham wasn't particularly looking for God. God came to him and said, listen, I want you to leave where you are, and I want you to go to a land I will show you. And without having the resources that we have today, God, Abraham said, okay, I'm going. I'm going. The second step in this was that God's friendship was one of mutual faith. Mutual faith. God had a faith in Abraham that he would obey, and Abraham had faith in God that God would keep his promises. In James chapter 2, 22 and 23, this is what the, what, uh, the half-brother of Jesus said. You see that his faith was working with his actions, and his faith was perfected by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Wow. you got to understand, Christian faith is not merely a mental belief. Yes, I believe God. Yes, I believe Jesus was, was here. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. It's not just a mental thing here. Those who say they have the fa- that those who say they have faith must give evidence of it by their behavior. Right? We're put on the line here. We're put on the line. You believe you're God's friend? You believe God wants you to be his friend? It requires obedience. Not just a little bit, total and complete obedience. Okay? It's evidenced by our actions. In the case of the poor Christians, who, pre- who referred to it, it is useless to talk sympathetically to them, but not give them food and clothing. A processed faith must produce a corresponding change in behavior, otherwise it is dead and useless. And that's in James chapter 2, 14 and 17. James said, it's no good for you to say, oh, be filled, be filled, be filled. I know you're hungry, be filled. That's not faith. That's not faith. That's not being a friend of God. We are here to meet the needs of those who are in need. So they will come to understand our faith in Christ prompted us to do these things. Our faith is one of action. It's not just a mental, yes, I believe in God. I believe. I think if I went out to the street right now and I stopped 100 people and I asked them, do you believe in God? I think probably almost all of them will say yes. They will say yes. So what's the difference? Well, the difference of a Christian is that you must be active to do this, okay? We just can't say, yes, be filled. Yes, be blessed. Yes, do this. Yes, do that. We are there. We stand between them and their need. We have to get out of the way of ourselves and allow God to bless them through us to meet their needs. Genuine faith will be proved by good deeds. The simple belief that God exists is not enough. 
Even demons believe, but it will not help them escape God's judgment. James chapter 2, 18 and 19. Abraham also had a belief in God, but it was a belief that was completely changed his life and actions. True, Abraham was justified by faith when he wholeheartedly trusted God, and even though he did not know how God would possibly fulfill his promise. God said, I will make you the father of many nations, many nations. It will be like the sand upon the shore. And yet his wife was over 90 years old. So Abraham, Abraham was confronted with something that was unbelievable. It's impossible. It's not possible. Okay? That's why he was tempted to take some of his handmaids to make sure that he had some offspring. He trusted God to a certain degree, but when faced with his own, with his own logic, was like, oh, well, she's too old. She can't produce children. But maybe if I do this and I do that, I can, I can sort of make it happen. I can sort of make it happen. Well, he did make it happen. Abraham did make it happen to the detriment of the world today. But God still blessed him with Isaac. God still blessed him with Isaac. Okay. Ah, it's the same for us today. Abraham took God at his word, even though it was patently impossible. Maybe there are things in your life that you need to do or should do, and you say, I can't do that. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I'm just happy going to church. I'm just happy to sing the songs. I'm just happy to hear the prayers. I'm just happy to hear the preaching. Well, God sometimes wants us to step out of our comfort zone and trust him fully. Trust him fully. That's not easy to do. That's not easy to do. So, like Abraham, sometimes the only way, the only method of transportation we have is a leap of faith. Sometimes we're just going to have to step out. Sometimes we're just going to have to pony up and say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I really, really, really trust you. I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to find out. I'm going to trust your promises. I'm going to find out how this is going to work. You know, I've uh, there was a uh, lady uh, who was desperately in need. She'd been praying for many, many years for a little home for her and her children. Uh, but she didn't have a job. She didn't. She worked in this place and that place. She had money just to barely to live. She was living money to money. She was living week to week. And she prayed for many, many years, Lord, I just want a little house just so that I can be safe. She was living in a shack so I can be safe and everybody else can be safe. That's all I want. And she prayed and prayed and prayed about it. Well, last year, her prayer was answered. There was a donor who decided, okay, let's see if we can find a place. So she found an RDP house. The RDP house was found and it was renovated. And now this Christian woman and her, and her, and her family have moved in. She cannot believe it. She is overjoyed because she trusted God in faith. Wow. After so many years, would you still pray? After one year of praying the same prayer and say, Lord, I, this is something that I really, really need. It, you know, I'm asking for your blessing. I trust you. Would you continue after a year? Two years? Five years you'd give up and say, look, this is not working. This woman prayed for over 10 years. 
Her heart was sincere. She had no other, she had, she didn't want to be rich. She didn't want a car. She didn't want thousands of rands in her bank account. She didn't want it. She just wanted a home to be safe. So you have to understand this, this idea of what faith is. You step out and you don't know where you're going to go, like Abraham. I don't know what the end is going to be, but I trust our Father. Then the last thing is that God's friendship must be nurtured by us in order to grow. This is a daily task for all Christians. We need to move beyond the idea of just acknowledging Jesus as a good teacher or a prophet or a social rebel. We must understand that he is always revealed as the truth. He was always revealed as the truth, and he revealed the truth to us. And the truth in today's world is a very rare commodity. It's a very rare commodity. You know, uh, sometimes I, when I get on the internet to research some of the classes and lessons that I'm doing, I find all kinds of stuff that is patently not true on the internet, but everybody's claiming it is. Oh, I've discovered this thing, and this is what you need to know. This is Christianity is that, and this and that. And you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. The only place I can find the real truth, unadulterated truth, is in the Word. Is in the Word. Do you believe politicians? I don't. Sometimes you can't even believe your friends. The truth is what is going to come. Jesus told a woman in Samaria, the day is coming and now is when true believers in God will not worship him in this mountain or in Jerusalem, but will worship him in spirit and in truth. We need a friend like God. We need a friend like God. We need a friend who's going to stand with us, who will reveal the truth to us, and maybe even tell us things that we do not want to know. James chapter 2, 22 and 23, this is what he says. You see that his faith was working with his actions. His faith was perfected by what he did. And scriptures would reveal, saying, Abraham believed God and is credited to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Are you a friend of God? Your actions will prove it one way or the other. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.